You are listening to Let's Talk Trail on podcast. Keep up with the latest episodes by downloading the Podbean app or stream episodes via our social media accounts. Search for Let's Talk Trail on Facebook or Instagram. This episode is sponsored by Student Access. Student Access, the leader in Trio software. Student Access is an online database solution that allows Trio programs to track their students' information, connect with students by text messages, streamline the APR, and work from anywhere, all online, with automatic updates for changes from the Department of Education. Their technical support team includes former Trio staff and has over 50 years of combined experience working with Trio. Make it easier to focus on your priority, the students. For more information and to request a free demo, visit their website at www.studentaccess.com or call them toll-free at 1-800-801-1232. That website again is www.studentaccess.com or 1-800-801-1232. Be sure to share your favorite episodes on your social media by tapping that share button. This is a great way to support the podcast. Now here's your host, Juan Rivas. Thank you, Amelia, for that wonderful introduction. Hello, listener, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Trio. I am your host, Juan Rivas. In today's episode, we have Sol Sandoval, a Trio alum of Colorado State University, Pueblo. She most recently ran for Colorado's District 3. She's on the podcast to talk about her life experience, her educational journey, and what it was like to run a campaign. Again, coming up in just a bit, Sol Sandoval. I want to take a moment to say a huge thanks to our sponsors, Angelica Villalpando, Rosario O'Reilly, Jaded Electronics, and Student Access. Thank you all so much for your continued support of this podcast. You too can be a sponsor of the podcast. Head on over to Patreon and search for Let's Talk Trio. Choose one of our four patron levels. You can support this podcast for as little as a dollar a month. A dollar a month goes a long way in supporting this podcast. If you would like to nominate a participant, staff, or alumni to be on the podcast, send us an email at letstalktrio at gmail.com. That email again is letstalktrio, L-E-T-S-T-A-L-K-T-R-I-O at gmail.com. Again, a great episode featuring Sol Sandoval, Trio alum of Colorado State University, Pueblo. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. My guest on the Let's Talk Trio podcast is the 2022 Trailblazer Award recipient for Emerge Colorado. She is a former Democratic primary candidate for Colorado's District 3. She was also a graduate of Colorado State University Pueblo, a Trio alum of Student Support Services, and a proud mom. She is a first-generation college graduate coming from a family of union workers. Please welcome to the podcast, Sol Sandoval. Hello, Sol. Hey, ¿cómo estás? Muy bien, ¿y usted? Bien, gracias. Uh, thank you so much for joining me on this call. Um, for, first of all, so I'm a trio podcast. We talk about the trio programs, and I'm, I am a, was made aware that you're a trio alum. So uh, first of all, thank you for giving me a little bit of your time today uh, to talk about trio and to kind of discuss you and your educational journey. Um, so primeramente... Uh, uh, so Sol Sandoval is joining me for the Let's Talk Trio podcast. Uh, Sol, again, thank you so much for joining me. Um, we, uh, I just want to get a sense of like your educational journey from the start. Uh, how did how did that come about, and what was that like for you? 
So, you know, education is something that I care very much about because I know and I've grown to understand that it's an equalizer and it's something that will absolutely get people out of poverty. And it's very important to me, you know, now as an adult, as a mother, you know, to ensure that we advocate for equity and education. So for me growing up, I grew up in a, you know, typical neglected neighborhood, the school across the street, you know, mm-hmm. was not going to provide me with the tools that I was going to need to be successful. And my parents made the decision that they were going to work extra hours, take on extra shifts, whatever they had to do to provide mm-hmm. us with a good quality education. So that was that was when I first got to realize that if my parents were willing to give up weekends, if they were willing to work till 10, 11 o'clock at night, it must be that important. And so my entire life, I've just been very, very passionate about education. No one ever had to um, remind me to do my homework. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed going to school. So, I mean, even, even with small things, like I would hear my, my friends at school tell me that, you know, when they, when they got home, they had to clean the house and vacuum and do this. And, I never had to do that. My mom always said, you know, primeras tu tarea, you know, your homework first. And then when you're done, then you can help me. So um, it, it, it was always, always a priority. Um, I was never allowed to do any household chores or do anything until my homework was completed. So my entire life, it's been instilled in me that, you know, they didn't go to school because they didn't have that opportunity. And mm-hmm. so they wanted to make sure that, it was available to me and that they, they could in any way support me, you know, to be successful. That's amazing. Uh, your parents are already from the onset said education is important and prioritize that for you. Wow. Amazing. Uh, so how did you find out about the trio programs? Cause you are a trio alum, right? Right. Right. So I attended CSU Pueblo. Um, and I was talking to my financial aid advisor, you know, I was a brand new student and she said to me, you should really go by and, you know, drop by the trio office and, and see how they can support you, have a conversation with them, learn about their program. And so I did. And it was the absolute best advice anyone could have given me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know how to navigate, you know, their system because my parents had never gone to college. My father only completed elementary level education. So I didn't have, you know, my parents or a family member that I can call on and say, Hey, what do you do? What's a grant? You know, um, what's FAFSA? Like I just, I didn't have the tools to navigate that. So it was that trio program that, that walked me through literally Victor Tenorio sat with me and said, these are the things we need to do. These are the forms that we need to complete. Wow. Amazing. Uh, so in your educational journey, uh, while you were in high school, did, were you thinking about college? Like, was college something that your parents also prioritized for you? Oh, yeah. Like you're going to go to college? Oh, yeah. College was never an option, a choice. It mm. was always, you know, when you go to college, when you go to college, oh. it was never an option. It wasn't still that we were going to go to college. Did you know at that point, like, what colleges you wanted to attend? Were you, did you have a list of colleges that you wanted no, to go to? No, no, no. Frankly, I didn't, I didn't even think about it. All I knew was that I was going to go to college. And it's funny because I went through different, um, I just went through different phases. Like there was a time that I wanted to be 
like a news reporter. You know, I wanted to, mm-hmm. I wanted to focus on like journalism. And mm-hmm. then I literally sat down and I said to myself, all right, to be news anchor, you're going to have to hold on to palm trees in a lot of remote locations during hurricanes. <laughs> Are you willing to do that? And my answer was no. So then mm-hmm. I, I went and I switched it. So, you know, I, I never, I never thought too much about where I just knew I was going to go to college. That is amazing. Uh, so CSU Pueblo was obviously the cl- school that you went to. What, what influenced your choice to go to CSU Pueblo? Well, I had learned that they had small class sizes, that they had a great communications program and communications was something that I knew I wanted for sure to major in. So that's really what drove me there. And I mean, I absolutely loved my experience there. I had all of my professors phone numbers. Mm. Everyone was just, you know, very eager to make themselves available. That is amazing. What sort of support as a first generation college student did you receive at CSU Pueblo? Well, um, I, I really believe that, you know, the, the greatest form of support that I received was this federally funded program trio um, student support services. So I worked for Upward Bound in the summers. Um, you know, I, yeah. So I supported, you know, high school kids and, you know, mm-hmm. we encouraged them to go to college. We answered any questions they had. They pretty much had, um, they attended classes there on campus. So they were Mm -hmm. given the opportunity to experience what it would be like to go to college and stay in the dorms and that, you know, just that entire college um, life, that lifestyle. So, yeah, I was very involved, um, you know, not only as someone who tutored and I I also tutored. um, So I was working for student support services and I was also tutored. So I was a 2T and a tutor. It was, it was All right. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very I think that's the way to go, right? I mean, it's like, you know, accept help and then offer help in areas Absolutely. That, that you excel in. Absolutely. So funny enough, I, I was a trio upward bound alum uh, from my home uh, alma mater at, at Eastern New Mexico University. So, uh, so awesome that, uh, that you're, we're also giving back to the trio community and that you're still advocate, actively advocating for trio. So that, that's amazing to see. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I really enjoyed working with those high school kids. As a matter of fact, I'm still friends with a lot of them, you know, sometimes I'll run into them and I won't quite remember their name, but I'm like, Hey, I remember (laughs) that face. And I feel super old when I see that now they have kids and (laughs) it was fun. Right on. Uh, so thank you again um, for all the things that you're doing. Uh, can we briefly talk about uh, your congressional run for Congress? Uh, you you uh, ran for District 3, which was super amazing. How did, what, what did that the experience teach you? Oh, my. Um, well, that experience confirmed a lot of the things that I already knew. Um, mm. I got to experience firsthand why we don't have that many Latinas and Chicanas who are daughter of working families running for Congress. Mm. Um, you know, <laughs> it helps if you have money coming in. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it was extremely challenging because I was working, you know, two jobs as a single parent while I was running. So I was absolutely yeah. a non-traditional candidate. And there were times that I had to attend things, you know, like I'd be in Carbondale on a Sunday at 2 p.m. 
And I would literally have conversations with them and say, is there any way that you can move these things up to like a Saturday? Because Mm -hmm. it's really tough when, you know, when your kids have to be at school the following day and you have to be at work the following day and you're in Mm -hmm. Carbondale, you know? Yeah. And, and just tracking your, your run, it was, first of all, um, um, congratulations on that run, because I think we need more role models like you to continue running. So on that front, congratulations that you put that, you put that uh, foot forward. Yeah. Gracias Juan. You know, and, and one of the things that I said to myself was if with me running, I motivate other young girls, you know, because now, now they have someone that they can look at who looks like them and, and is, you know, running for Congress, I thought if I can even just motivate some young girls, some young women um, to run, you know, if they just even come across one of my, you know, my uh, flyers or, you know, they come across one of my little ads or something, I thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to feel that it was worth the time because growing up, I didn't have a lot of role models, you know, that look like me, um, you know, and representation is important. It is absolutely seeing you run. When I learned about you and your trio background, I was like, wow, this is a trio alum running for Congress. So this was on the trio and for the community. I know that was super important, but also on the representation and how important that is. So uh, again, so you, you ran an amazing campaign and uh, I think the trio community uh, is very proud of everything that you've accomplished. See, and one of the reasons why I wanted to go to Congress was, you know, to lock down more funding because we need federal dollars. And absolutely, I will tell anyone who will listen that TRIO is absolutely an effective support system, you know, and and I tell people I'm like, it's it's not just a support because for me, they were like a family. There were times that we would literally just go hang out there and support each other and vent with each other, you know, about our struggles and our challenges. But I mean, if if my laptop broke, they would let me borrow one. If I needed a fancy calculator, you know, they would provide that. And I mean, even a job, you know, I ended up even working for them. I tutored wow. for five years. For five years, I tutored um, mm-hmm. under trail. Wow. And so, so yeah, yeah ahead, sorry. It's, it's important. And I've I've come across um, individuals who have shared with me that they're starting to offer trio in high schools. Mm. And that's amazing. Absolutely. Uh, so I know we're kind of jumping around a little bit on questions, but uh, w- when you attended CSU Pueblo, can you tell us, uh, tell the audience, what did you decide to major in and what, uh, what was the program you stuck with? So I double majored. Um, I majored in communications with an emphasis in public relations and also in Spanish. And to anyone that's listening, that's a Spanish speaker, I want to say to you that if you already you know speak spanish if you're a native spanish speaker please 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 double major and test out you know as uh, out of as many classes as you can um i was able to test out you know three years into um you know the bachelor's program so i only had to take the equivalent of one year's worth of classes i mean you still have to pay for it and everything but at least you know, depending on where you are, you can really save yourselves the time because you can test out of so many classes if you are a native speaker. Right on. And after graduation, what was next for you? What did you end up doing with your with your degree? So I wanted to give back. And so the very first thing that I did is I started working for the Department of Social Services. Mm-hmm. And it was an extremely eye-opening experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to 
every single day for eight hours a day, you know, just listen to stories of individuals that, you know, if they make, if they earn a little bit more, now they have to quit their job because they're not going to have that medical coverage and their employer doesn't provide it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's just having to put, you know, young children on emergency medical coverage, you know, because they were undocumented. It was just, it was very, it was very tough emotionally. Um, Mm -hmm. There were days that, you know, you just, you took those stories with you. And as much as, you know, we would, we would try our best to, to leave work, you know, behind it's, it's impossible, you know, because we're human beings. And um, I would find myself, we had a big lot store next door at, at one point, you know, one of the locations that we were at, and I would find myself buying snacks, um, you know, buying shoes, giving people money out of my own pocket as if we earned that much, you know, but mm. you just get very, very overwhelmed and you just want to provide like a, a quick in the moment solution, right. To someone that's in need. And right. so it really takes a toll on you. I was there for 10 years and it really takes a toll on you emotionally and that's one of the reasons why, you know, I ended up becoming a community organizer and then, you know, deciding to run because it's going to take someone who knows what people are going through. It's going to take someone that grew up in poverty to say, these are the additional barriers and what are we going to do about them? Absolutely. That's super important. Um, what about, uh, what is some advice that you would uh, give to any trio student, whether they're in college or in high school or in middle school? So, you know, I actually had the opportunity, I had the privilege of speaking to a graduating class recently, and I'm more than happy to share with you the link just because I, you know, I really, really spoke to them from my heart. But one of the biggest takeaways from that was just that, you know, if, if your story in any way, you know, reflects mine, like my parents are both lifelong union members, both janitors, both of them, you know, um, retire doing that. It's like to have your parents work cleaning a university and then to have you graduate from that, from a university. Do you know what I mean? It's just, um, it was their wildest dream. And so what I always tell people is don't let those struggles, um, keep you or prevent you or to make you feel that, you know, you don't have as many opportunities as everybody else. Like, let that be your fuel, your motivator, and let that empower you, you know, because in looking back, Anytime that I was dealing with a challenge at school, I would just remind myself that, you know, my father had to work when he was really young. So he did not have an opportunity to go to college. I mean, he didn't even graduate, you know, elementary school. So I would remind myself, you know, it's not it's not that bad. My parents have sacrificed so much like for me to give up. So let let that story of struggle be what empowers you and what drives you. Um, to set goals and crush them and and don't let that be something that prevents you, you know, like, don't believe the lies, don't believe the lies that, that we're not capable, that we're not smart, that we're not because we are. Absolutely. Great advice there. I, I, I love that advice. Uh, and you said you have a link for uh, the speech that you gave. Uh, we can link that for our audience and our listeners uh, that we can all listen to Saul give that uh, wonderful speech. Um, uh, so next, my next question for you, Sol, is, uh, so what's next for you? So funny you ask, because um, on the same lines of me sharing with you that I'm super passionate about, you know, education, um, there's currently a vacancy in District 60 in Pueblo. 
And oh, so yeah. tomorrow the board is going to be voting on who they want, you know, to be selected for that vacancy. So I find out tomorrow, um, you know, if, if I get selected or not. Wow. Well, all, all the best wishes to you. We hope that you <laughs> get you. that seat. Uh, that would be amazing. Absolutely. Uh, so if you could describe yourself in one word or phrase, what would it be, Son? Uh, persistent. Persistent. I like that. Uh, any, and this is kind of like the, the fun part of the, of the interview where I ask uh, all of our guests, like, what would you, what, what is something that you're either currently watching, reading, uh, or consuming uh, in entertainment that you would recommend to students, staff, or anyone listening? So I actually, you know, got on the bandwagon with everybody else and I don't, I hardly ever watch TV and I just got done watching Wednesday. So if you haven't watched oh. Wednesday, yeah. I, I recommend it. But um, on a more serious note, I absolutely love the movie Green Book. Oh, and yeah, it's a good one. It's, it's a reminder, you know, it's a reminder to us that there's going to be a lot of challenges that get presented before you, a lot of injustices. Um, a lot of things are going to happen to you that you don't deserve. But again, you know, going back to that one word I shared that describes me, which is persistence. It's like you have to stick with it and be persistent and and push through, because at the end of the day, you know, all the things that are worth fighting for, they're going to be tough. Mm -hmm. but, Absolutely. You know, it's how we move, you know, our, our future generations forward is how we inspire our children, um, you know, by us challenging ourselves to dream and to pursue that dream, you know, cause so many people are, are afraid and you have to take a chance. If an opportunity ever comes knocking your door, answer it and, and go with it, you know, because that's the only way that you're ever going to get ahead. If you stay in your comfort zone, you're not going to get very far. You're not going to accomplish the things that you wish you had. Wow. That, that, that's very resounding to, I think, a lot of the audience members when they hear about going for your dreams, uh, being a very encouraging. So, so you really have the trio DNA in you. Thank you. No, I just, I'm telling you, I, even when I was in college, I, I always took, I always took the experience very seriously. I had friends that would literally form a circle around me and they're like, let's go out. And I didn't even start going out until I was a junior because I was terrified. I thought, you know, my parents, my parents are sacrificing so much for me to be here. Mm -hmm. um, I, I want to be successful. I want to make them proud and make myself proud too, you know, to be the Absolutely. first in my family. And you've done a lot of great things and a lot of uh, accomplishments that you have already. Um, so running, you're, you're in this, this running for getting this seat uh, in Pueblo, which is, again, amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, any, any plans to pursue higher education in terms of a master's or a doctorate degree? You know, um, <laughs> if it didn't cost, if it didn't cost so dang much, I would absolutely True. consider it. And unfortunately I'm at a point right now where I'm like, I just, I refuse to take on more debt. Um, sadly, you know, for so many, a PhD is a privilege. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, again, another reason why I was running because we need to make education accessible to everyone. And when I say accessible, I don't mean, you know, have debt until the day you die. I mean, mm. you know, <laughs> yeah, but 
that's I, I know for a fact that that's something that's keeping a lot of individuals, you know, not just myself from those PhDs, you know, from from additional um, yeah. education. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I think it's uh, very important, right? And and it's become a topic uh, on a national uh, issue that education has become just so dang expensive. It's oh, yeah. knocking out a lot of people out from high, you know, pursuing those uh, uh, masters and doctorate degrees because it's just too expensive to to pursue. Um, but I'm glad someone like you, uh, uh, someone that is advocating for education, someone that's advocating for trio and needing to vocalize, right, uh, securing funding for education. Uh, that's important. Yeah. So make sure that you are contacting your elected officials and, you know, asking them to prioritize education because it's the only way that, you know, our, our children who are living in those neglected neighborhoods are ever going to get ahead. If we don't give them the tools, if we don't encourage them, if we don't, you know, have them believe, you know, that they belong there, that there's a place for them there, they're just not going to participate. Absolutely. Uh, so kind of sec my second to final question, I'll have, I have one more after this one. Uh, are there any mentors or counselors or people that you want to recognize on the podcast that you feel like deserve this recognition to, for, for the work they've done to help you get this far? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, while I attended CSU Pueblo, I had, you know, uh, Brenda Trujillo Aranda, who is in charge of the trio program there. I had uh, the late Mike Medina, who, you know, gave me the opportunity um, to work there as a teacher for, for Upward Bound and individuals like Henry Ornelas, you know, Ivan Valles, um, they, they were there for me and they challenged me too. You know, there were times that they were like, Hey, we've got a student that has an F. Mm. You're the only one that can make this happen. And I'm like, Oh my God, here I go. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I appreciate, I really, really do appreciate them pushing me and challenging me. And outside of that, you know, um, Olga Gonzalez is someone that I really admire and she kind of just took me under her wing. And this was recent. Um, you know, I was working for a statewide um, organization called Together Colorado when I met her. And she took the time, you know, to to mentor me. And even to this day, you know, whenever I need something, I will message her and and I know that I can count on her. But it takes that and it takes for you to see another successful Chicana that, you know, didn't grow up in privilege, that had to work extremely hard and to see them succeeding, excelling. That's what it takes for you to get inspired and say, you know what, you know, I can do it too. And I can count on the support, you know, of this individual. Wonderful. My last question to you is, uh, what do you see yourself doing five to 10 years from now? You know, I will always be involved in community work, um, whether it's, you know, like recently we just got done fighting for um, Proposition FF to ensure that every child in the state of Colorado has a healthy meal. Like, mm, you know, yeah. all those social determinants of health. Right. So it's like mm. poverty is tied to education, tied to food access. Tied to, so whatever it is, I know it'll be um, dealing with community, supporting my community. I cannot imagine doing anything else so you know there's so many inequities right now um mm -hmm. you know in, in our healthcare system and our education system there's a lot of work to be done so i am not i am not worried about not having you know um things that i want to accomplish there's always something that needs to be done but wherever it is for whatever organization it is i know that it's going to be to move us all forward 
Fantastic. Uh, so, so we have a tradition on the podcast where we have the guests sign off after this interview. Uh, so would you care to do the honors and these? Hola a todos. This is Sol Sandoval. Thank you so much for joining us. I am a proud CSU Pueblo Trio graduate. And I want you all to know that if there is a local trio, I want you to get involved. If you're able to, I want you, I want you to support them financially because trio works. That was our guest, Sol Sandoval, TRIO alum of Student Support Services at Colorado State University, Pueblo. Sol, thank you so much for being on the podcast and for sharing your TRIO story. Remember, if you would like to be on the Let's Talk TRIO podcast or know a staff, advocate, or participant or alumni of the TRIO programs, send us an email at letstalktrio at gmail.com. That email again is L-E-T-S-T-A-L-K-T-R-I-O at gmail.com. A huge thanks to our sponsors, Angelica Villalpando, Rosario Riley, Jaded Electronics, and Student Access. Thank you all so much for your continued support of this podcast. I'd like to take a moment to thank our honorary members of Let's Talk Trio podcast, Roderick Chambers, Tony Ho, Scott Kendall, and Susan Cramp. The Let's Talk Trio podcast team is John Russell, audio engineer, music producer and composer, and post-production editor. Amelia Castañeda, script supervisor, marketing manager, social media manager, and producer. Juan Rivas, executive producer and host. This episode was recorded December 12, 2022. We can't say thank you enough uh, for everyone for your continued support of this podcast. Uh, and uh, hop, happy holidays to everybody. Thank you again for the wonderful compliments, the wonderful support. Uh, we appreciate you. Please share, subscribe, do everything that you can to support this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode. <laughs>